Time to grind through the end of the week. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. First one of 2023. I'm Garrett. Nice tagline. What was that? Nice tagline. Apparently I wrote it oh. uh, 22 episodes ago and haven't used it. Oh. It's just sitting oh. here in the template of the of the thing. And I'm like, I like that. I like that, nice. Garrett. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to use it now. I'm Garrett. Joined as always by Kyle. You've already heard him. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, yeah. This is this is our time. You know, we do the business thing. You know, two, grinding gear podcast 2.0. We didn't change anything, wow. but, you know, it's a thrill. It's a thrill. It's actually it's great to be back. Hello, everybody. We've got a slightly thicker black bar dividing us. If you watch on we video, do. that's about it. Big improvement. That's big about improvement. It. That's about yeah. it. I had a I had a thin black bar. I watched Glass Onion over the Christmas break. I was like, I like what? those thick black bars that they used in that one what? scene. I'm like yeah, these names, these names. names? What, so what, what's what's glass it's, onion? It's the sequel to Knives Out. With what's the Knives Out? Knives Out is a murder mystery movie that's wonderful that stars oh. Daniel Craig doing essentially a foghorn leghorn impression for his accent. It's great. Daniel it's Craig, wonderful. Previously James Bond, Daniel Craig. What doing a, like a wait like an American? He's like, doing a, a a southern draw. Oh, he'd look good with the he'd look good with the. the he the, does. The, the, it's the absolutely pool. ridiculous, but yeah, I it is one good. of the most endearing things I have ever watched hmm. on the silver so screen. How do we go from onions to knives or knives to onions? Did they actually explain it relatively early in the movie? It, it, oh, okay. it, 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 it's a spoiler to tell you, though. Oh, Black Mirror. Is that supposed to be a screen? Like a. Oh, my God. Screen? I never thought about that, but I think yeah. you're right. That show is, <laughs> has like three really amazing episodes, and the rest I never did oh, yeah. see. Yeah. No, there's a. Yeah. Was it Black Mirror that did they have a second season where they did the thing with the Jurassic Park lady and she ran around and tried to like up her social score? Wait, or was what? that a whole different show? Jurassic Park lady? Yeah, yeah, the one, the one uh, from the Chris Pratt's. From the Chris Pratt. Oh, that's what's her. Fa- I like her. Uh, uh, I, I also watched that over the break. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then she did some Mandalorian stuff, right? She did. The, yeah, she's the directed directing. multiple episodes of uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. Also, the the daughter of Ron Howard. Uh, which just is, got refreshed, right? We're going to get more Mandalorian. We are getting more Mandalorian soon. March, I believe. Season oh, three cool. drops. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Are we? Do you want to talk about the thing that we talked about? What? Which one? Uh, that we were. We were uh, well, I guess I'm going to talk about it. We we're talking about possibly <laughs> doing some watch along bonus episodes, oh, possibly yeah, sure. week to week with the Mandalorian. That'd be fun. That'd be I, fun. I kind of want to call it Star Warring because you and I never agree on Star Wars. Yeah, that'd be good. But that would be a nice little uh, bonus for our uh, for our members and our patrons. We'd, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So by the way, thank you to everyone who signed up over the holiday. Yeah. We'll be thanking when you later we in the get show, to but... the thanks on today's yeah. episode. Holy crap! Um, yeah, well, we've we've never gotten so many new members. Certainly not over the holidays. This is usually when we no. look at our support and worry, but. Um, that's not the case this year. So thank you very much, everybody. Um, but yeah, and, and we it does not, didn't mean for this to be a big promo, but we also will be uh, recording a chainsaw man spoiler podcast for our patrons mm. and members very, very soon. Cause we have both seen all of chainsaw man. Spoiler alert. I rather enjoyed it. Yeah, you, you did. You caught on. I also, did. you you did uh, you did invest in the spy family. I heard last night. Oh, I was going to talk about that later. You bastard! Yeah. Oh, yeah. you caught it. You caught it. You know, I tweeted it. I was like, I almost didn't tweet it because I didn't want you to see it, and I wanted mm-hmm. to surprise you today. But I really, I was enjoying it so much, I wanted to tweet about it. Oh, I was like, well, Kyle God. only accidentally uses Twitter about once a week, so maybe I can sneak <laughs> well, this by. Kristen told me. Kristen was the one Damn who told it, me. Kristen. So, yeah, it wasn't me. Damn it, Kristen. <laughs> 
It wasn't me. She I was guess like, well, oh, we could have see? this conversation. We could have this conversation right now. Then, yes, we watched okay. uh, the first episode of Spy X Family last night, and my review is it of it is we continued watching three more episodes after that. Nice. Uh, we sat there for nice. two straight hours watching Spy X Family. Uh, started with the sub because. We watched Chainsaw Man on Hulu, and that only has the sub. So we're like, yeah, we can be real anime fans now and watch it with the subtitle. I can't. That show does not leave the subtitles up even close to long enough to actually read it. And they put too many mm. words on screen. Um, so I am watching that dubbed. And actually, the American mm. voice cast is very good. I do have one critique, though, which is that show is so freaking British. I wish they had gotten British voice actors for the for the dub. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about it. It's British as hell. It's the 60s. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's taking place in fake countries, right? Yeah, it's like a... I think I'm a little confused because also uh, Chainsaw Man is a made-up political sphere, but still on the planet. So Yes, but, the, but Chainsaw Miami Man at least confused. uses real countries. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Spy X Family uses fake countries. But it's a, not, it's, it's a throwback. It's like a, it's a period anime. It's supposed to be 60s-era spy fanfare um fantasy germany okay thank you thank you yeah it's uh, like it, east and west kind of thing okay because to me it's like he's, he's like bacon jammy dodgers and shit and there's a lot of brick buildings i'm like to me this just looks like england why aren't they they should have they, sh- they should not be speaking with american accents but i digress it is honestly a pretty solid dub and uh i i'm i'm really impressed it is so charming also did i just yeah. horribly misunderstand you when you said it is a non-linear show because it's linear as shit well, it's I, I didn't want to say it was linear like Loki was linear, like linear was nothing but main story quest, like just no asides. The there are episodes that are off the linear path, but they add to the world building and work their way back into the main plot in many ways. OK, yeah, because so far I feel like everything I've watched has been integral to the plot. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it is. I, I don't think you could skip around too, too much. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, but no, I, um, it's, it's really funny. It is super, super like, uh, it's got the feels all up in this biz. It yeah, is an adorable show. Um, but it doesn't skimp on the action. And I like that it kind of treats all its action with the same level of reverence. It doesn't matter if it's trying to catch a perch snatcher or having a full on heist. The action is, 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 is like revered with the same hand. It's got amazing speed to it, too. Just the momentum that they animated the characters with. Uh, it's, it's just so fun when they go into action. Yeah. Anytime in that show. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we like it. It, it passed. It, it passed my, my approval and more importantly, Katie's approval. So we will. I, I, we will I understand that, man. We will continue watching. Yeah. We finished the first episode. And I was like, so what do you think? And she's just like, I really like the little girl. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> we can keep watching it because I like, because I like, I was like a little nerd. You know, you ever have that nervousness when you like something and you're worried they didn't like it? Oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Kristen is, uh, well, Kristen is a editor, a uh, English major, however many, you know, accolades you want to give to the critiques that happen in the house. But there, there's a lot of things like I was excited about Callisto Project or Callisto Protocol. Well, uh, I get excited. It, 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 well if, if she wasn't into that, she, it sounds like she saved you. Um, well, she did, but she's really speak, good at that. Like, I cannot speak from actual pers- personal experience because uh, I didn't think it looked interesting to begin with. And then the reviews came out and I'm just like, OK, I don't need to play this game. No, I know. I, I get excited about all kinds of things. I don't pre-purchase really any <laughs> anymore. Uh, you know, unless it's like 
a known product I'm doing for work, right? To, con- to continue not being on on any topic at all, we're still just top shop of the show vamping right now. Uh, I don't see any reason in pre-ordering anything. Why Why would we, what, is there any point? Do you even get a, like a shitty golden gun skin anymore if you pre-order? Like yeah, what's, what's the I, point? I pre-ordered Dragonflight because I was going to do it for work and I got something. I don't remember what, but oh, we were going to do it anyway. You could have played the, uh, the, the, the oh, that's race right. early. You yeah, I did the, the Drac theater early. early. Okay, so yeah. never mind. Yeah, I, did, I guess I did that too. That's true. But I think it's a little different with games as services where you actually can play things sooner than usual. Yeah. But, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. There's still reasons to pre-order. Right, but, you know, Kristen is, is cautionary, and she's telling me you know, she can see through things. Granted, I did watch a movie trailer over the break that I'm really excited for, and she kind of was like, okay, yeah, that could be all right. Ooh, what was the 65? movie? 65 65 you gotta look up 65 man 65 we're taking oh is this the one with kylo ren and he's shooting dinosaurs with guns yes i want to see this so bad Uh, dude dude i didn't know like how much i was missing dinosaurs like i've just avoided jurassic park it's been so bleh uh, I'm sure I'd have fun watching uh, it. Uh, uh, in, enjoy uh, a, an adult substance of your choice and watch Jurassic Park. I'd rather well, enjoy the latest one. <laughs> right. Well, much like much like you, you know, Katie's approval on you know Spy X Family, Jurassic Park does not have the Chris approval, so it goes kind of in the Kyle late night pile. Mm. But Kyle late night pile, I fall asleep, so I put on like Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla and just pass the hell out. So, okay. Okay. You know, I, I'd want to be awake. But also enjoying it. But 65, oh, I, I'm really, really excited for this because I really want to see Adam Driver do his thing. I love dramatic actors who try out action. Like, I, I, I love Skull Island. I love Loki doing doing the nice forearms thing in there. I, I love what's going on with uh, Dude What Plays Drax. Uh, oh, is he doing stuff? He's, he's, he is, uh, uh, shoot, why can't I think of his name? Batista. Uh, recently announced that the uh, Guardians Three will be his last time doing Drax because he really wants to pursue dramatic roles. So he's kind of going oh, the other direction. He's like gotten all of his action out of his system, and now he's all, he he wants Meh. to go pursue more dramatic things. And I'm into it because I think he's really good. That, that listen that that what was the Robert not Robert who's the who's the dude who makes the DC movies the uh, Snyder the, that people Snyder, get too yeah, excited about even though they're I I don't really like them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> His zombie movie I really enjoyed and uh and Batista's in it and he's weirdly good and it's like the the script's kind of a mess, but it's a fun enough movie, but the dramatic stuff with Batista really worked for me. So I think I think he can do it. See, I think I like he can pull it way. off. I like the other way. Like I like um Liam Neeson gotta get he just there's just so many, right? There were yeah. so many takens and stuff, but I really like that kind of switch over. Uh the one I'm trying to think of is the pianist. Uh, Adrian Brody. Oh, Predators. Yeah, yeah. When he, or he was also in uh, King Kong. That really weird, really long King Kong. Oh, by. the Peter Jackson King Kong. Yeah. I like that. I like that King Kong. But, you know, I kind of just like all King Do I feel just like, am I realizing right now I just like all King Kongs? You like think, King Kong? That's, I think I like cool. all King, you like Kongs. King Kong. Yeah, you can like King Kong. That's Go weird. I don't like the, the you know, I have, I have that hang up with monkeys and apes. I don't like monkeys and apes because I think they're gross and creepy and I don't like looking at them at the zoo. But uh, I mean, to be fair, the best part of Peter Jackson's King Kong was the T-Rex fight and Skull Island is just like the T-Rex fight extended for the whole movie. Oh, my favorite so, part of that is actually the bug sequence because it's disgusting and horrific. But yeah, yeah, the bugs. There's yeah. a whole uh, there's several deleted scenes. And of course, being Peter Jackson, they're beautiful and fully rendered and all that where they fight more bugs. Look them up sometime. Mm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll do this one. We went on a journey here. We went on a journey. We did. 
Yeah. Well, uh, let's keep that journey going. I, I, I want to go out of order today because we're off of a break. There's not a ton of like news going on. We will talk about news, but I want to start off with like what we played and maybe a little bit of what we watched. So let's get into it. What you what you play over the holiday break, Kyle? We had a, we had a long well, break. Well, which one do you want? Do you want the gamer Kyle or the domestic Kyle first? Uh, <laughs> I want domestic gamer Kyle. Give me both. All right. Dom- what did domestic- you? What were you forced to play as a dad? I uh, well, uh, we have the Nintendo Switch. So Ooh, nice. We and by for some bizarre reason, I'm sorry, uh, brother and sister in law, if you're listening, but um, I don't know why you guys own the Nintendo Switch like subscription so you can play old games <laughs> but we happened to be on their family plan so we had access to all the old super nintendo and 64 games on the switch so i ended up firing that up and just let my three-year-old son kind of pick and choose what he wanted he can't really control anything yet to too much of a degree uh, i'm going to be picking up the mario kart 8 here as that has the sort of baby controls you know, like autopilots you if you'd like yes yes and you have to like forcibly turn that off as an adult if you really want to. But yeah, that'll be perfect for him. Anyway, I ended up playing a ton and ton of Mario Kart 64 and Yoshi's Story. Uh, but really, the slam dunk winner of the holiday season was Ben 10's Power Trip, which was available on Xbox. <laughs> game Pass. Uh, it's a hideous game. But it's got all the voice cast from Ben 10 that you might enjoy and really solid mechanics. Did uh, you know, they relaunch Ben 10 with a significantly worse art style. Yes. <laughs> what so am I looking this was, at? This is very much along the lines of like a Teen Titans Go. Um, you do you, you remember Batman animated series, right? It's only my favorite piece of American animation until Avatar. Yeah, and you remember how it was pretty disturbing, right? Which is questionably American animation because a lot of it was shopped out. Anyway, yes, it is disturbing. Yes. So uh, all these companies realized that they were making horribly disturbing things and kids were getting disturbed. I remember being disturbed by the real Ghostbusters growing up, as well as a number of other episodes like the Pizza Monsters. Kids should be disturbed, in my opinion, but continue. Sure, sure. You know, there's a little bit of, you know, live a lesson, you know, but... Pizza Monsters, man. Uh, Ninja Turtles. That, that was like a freaky episode. Uh, th- there was a number of like freaky episodes in every kid's show. Even like Looney Tunes are just freaky episodes. So Ben 10 kind of reestablished itself. It's, it's a kind of spooky show. You know, if you're watching like Aliens, uh, there's like Body Snatchers, all this sort of thing. So Ben 10 Power Trip is a open world quest game where you collect six aliens, not 10, sadly. And they each have different powers. And it's kind of like Banjo-Kazooie, where like you unlock the jumping one, and okay. now you can jump and hover. And, okay. you know. Gotcha. So, it, so we 100%ed that <laughs> over you, the you, holiday. You 100%ed the Ben 10 game. <laughs> yep, the Ben 10 power Ooh, trip day. You asked for domestic first. Hardcore I, you know, I, gamer Kyle. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Wait. Ben 10 power trip. Let me get some of this footage up for the live crowd here so you all can enjoy. Um, it was it was it was a good time. He really enjoyed it. it. Looks like it was a PS4 era game, probably. Uh, so this was on Xbox Live, and you know, like they they did what they could. Like these developers really really had it out. Um, I always enjoy like a more free flying mechanic. Like I could see myself as a kid getting in here and just flying around and playing around, like I did with the bee in Banjo Kazooie, mm, or you know, uh, Spider Man Two on the GameCube. Yeah. For me. Or, right, or like getting destruction. 
Yep, getting the hat in Mario so you could go get in a cannon and just fly around because it's the game you own, right? Yep. Like this, this would be a pretty high quality purchase. It has co-op too. I'm like, I'm selling Ben 10 Power Trip, like you know, like it was. I'm it was legitimately fascinated because this is the type of game I would never play. And so what you're no. saying, it sounds like it is a a a well enough made game. It's not a broken is, pile yes. of crap that's just shoveled out to placate children. Exactly. It was well enough the, made. The, grid layer up by the way for the video oh i sure do yeah let, let me let me take that down yeah. um yeah if so that was solid uh but mario kart was really the big winner uh in terms of like just competitive play he loved watching that i forgot how disturbing toad's noise is so i captured that ah! yes <laughs> that's fantastic some, he always put me on toad he always wanted me to be toad uh, apparently, as a child, I never played 150 CC. I only played like 50 CC and maybe 100. 150 CC has a bunch of bull in it. All like we did a, was play 150 CC. Yeah, no, there's like you can spin out by just like wiggling too much. Yeah, uh, there's there's like a music note that appears over your head if you can like realign yourself. You gotta you gotta play the game. There was also yeah, there was always like the Bowser's heavy and you know you're not so you get kind of thrown aside thing, but. There was extra whomps, are they called? Are they called whomps, the, the blue things that slam in Bowser's castle? I don't remember. I don't know what I those are called. They might, whomps might be the things at the top of the, like the, uh, uh, like, and then they'd slam with the big X on their back, the band aid on their back. I'm just uh, going to type Mario Thwomp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see uh, that's those a, are the, 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 the rectangular rock dudes with the spikes. That's a thwomp. With the spikes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes they have spikes, sometimes they're a little more rounded off. Yeah, yeah. So there's extras of those in Bowser's Castle, and it was brutal. So yeah, at least I got challenged a little bit. And Yoshi's Story, one of my favorite games growing up. Like super, like don't let your friends catch you playing it at the time, because everyone was like, "Oh, Yoshi's Story, that's dumb." In other oh, words, my friends, people, my friends, you, we played, we played Yoshi. Uh, I, I don't think I was one of them back in the day, but we were all. Y Yoshi was cool because of Smash Brothers. Like Yoshi just got a pass. Are we think you're, you're you thinking of Yoshi's like uh, a different Yoshi? Because this is Yoshi story, the the book, and opens up and and they sing the little song, and they sing yes, the little song. It's fine. Yeah, yeah Yoshi's story oh, for okay. N sixty four. Yeah, Yoshi. Oh man, I have bad friends. We, yeah, we they, also they... also like all of us like in unison. My friends uh, during that era of of middle school, we all really liked Kirby. So we weren't oh, Kirby opposed was to cute thing. Also, you were playing Pokemon at the time. Why did why was everyone dumping on Yoshi? Dude. Dude, I, had, I like played this in secret. I wasn't allowed to talk about it publicly. So I got to play some Yoshi Story. I love the, the, the arc of this podcast, which is just slowly, layer by layer, uncovering your childhood traumas. Well, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the internet, man. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> but no, man, this was a great game. I, I love this back in the day. Um, you know, the three year old got a little too sad when you lose and Yoshi would get carted off to the tower. So we ended up putting it away. <laughs> disturbing you know when uh, i think it's baby bowser uh, I, I love how like you, stealing the yoshis i love how you never know what's gonna what's gonna trigger a kid like no you kid, don't just no absolute no warning no you, you don't you really don't um by the way like he was not interested in persona 5 so <laughs> I, was, I, I got to play that a little bit a little bit but not not too much uh, in front of him not, he was not just quite like, there yet not boring. quite there yet
This is boring. I'm the, bored. There's gonna be there's gonna be a time where you're just gonna be like, I, 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 there's gonna be a time where you wish you could turn him turn him off of of all the anime shit. But uh, for right now, it's too early. It's too early. For now, yeah, he just did not care. I picked did up my care. switch for the first time in like a year over the break. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did you get up to? I picked up Hades uh, again because I oh, already own it on PC. Cozy, but it was on sale, and I was I was thinking about it. I was trying to think about like what I wanted to accomplish over the break, and something reminded me that I never actually even did a single clear of Hades um, back when it originally released. I really liked it. I had nothing against it. I think I was just getting distracted by other things. Probably school. I think it was about the time I started school was when Hades originally released. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, I heard it was for Switch. And I, I want a Steam Deck, but I don't feel like spending the money yet. So let me, let me see how much it is on Switch, and sure enough, it was on sale. So I picked myself up a copy, and I, I now have my first clear of Hades under my belt. I played nice. a lot I'm gonna let of you celebrate that. Don't say it on Twitter. They won't let you celebrate, but I'm gonna let you celebrate. Oh, oh yeah, no, you can't say you beat it. Uh, like whatever. What, what, you don't, well, there's so there is actually. I know there's point. more when endings. I, like when, it's when fine. I saw them announce it too, I was like, why? You literally the I, I get it. Like you gotta make money in your game studio. Like let's make games. But <laughs> to me, I was like, I am so unfinished on that game. I beat it three times. And each time there's just more and more to do. Yeah, th- to a certain degree, I kind of wish there was a little more closure the the first time you beat it. Because then after that, it's like, here's your modifiers. And I'm like, okay, this yeah. already feels beaten. And like, if you want to make it harder for yourself, you can. Like, I, I so I, I haven't I had, at, I have played it a few more times. I haven't been in trying to clear, I've just been trying to grind. But now I, I'm kind of, I feel done at the moment. Like, I know there's more, but I kind of personally feel done with it. Um, uh yeah so but uh damn that's what a what a that game is made for the switch even though it's chill it's the switch and even and even though hades is not a particularly taxing game i still experience drop frames because holy shit the switch is a really questionable (laughs) piece of hardware (laughs) yeah it's so chill though i i really do enjoy uh playing on the switch yeah yeah my god hades is so is it is it's such a good game. Uh, also, it surprised me. Uh, Katie, K- Katie, like, just like pulled up a chair and was like, "Oh, ooh, is this going to be a clear run? Is this going to be a clear run?" And I was like, "I, I would have never in a million years pegged you for giving it even a passing shit about this game." Yeah, <laughs> I can see there's some drama, highly streamable, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, she was she was super into it. Yeah, so uh, it's and so I I got to like just like geek out like. It's very rare I talk to Katie about games, and so I had this nice little moment where I geeked out with her. I'm like, what you need to understand is, like, this game is, like, basically perfect. It is an exceptionally well-made game. Like, it is just a high po- a high watermark for, for the genre of what, what you can do with a roguelike. What was rogue-like, the release rogue-like. price? I think it was a thirty. I guess if you bought game. on Switch, you you played. You probably paid full price. I, I think it was a thirty dollars game, and so I think okay. it was. I got it for like twelve bucks, man. It was on sale. It was wonderful. <gasps> Switch has sale. Switch has I guess sale. Not a, just, it's, it's not, not a Mario Nintendo game, stuff. so it goes yeah. on sale. That's if, yeah. Nintendo games don't go on sale. Everything else yeah. does. Yeah. No, it's it's so good, man. But I am a, I'm a little I am feeling a little bit done with it. Uh, tried to get back to Ragnarok, and I know you're about to start playing it, so I don't want to get in your head too much. But usually, I hype things up for you. I think Ragnarok is kind of a disappointment, and I have Damn. bounced off of it. I have uh, I have not played it for like five days because I kind of just don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, my question is: Is it the story that's the issue, or the gameplay? Yes. Yo, oh. oh. Yes, is my oh. answer. Both. Wow. Um, start strong. How how much do you care? 
I mean, I care. Have you seen my tweets? Because then you're uh, already no. spoiled on the thing I'm dancing around. <laughs> no, I haven't seen your tweets. Okay. Uh, Kristen hasn't told me about your tweets. Okay. Then this is a hard conversation to have. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But it's a popular opinion. I, I know that much. Like there is, I'll say some gameplay sort of- changes at a certain point in a significant way, and it is just straight up not as fun as the as the the familiar gameplay that precedes it. Hmm. It is just worse. It is just worse gameplay. Like you get a new weapon, like the, the sword. Don't, don't don't tell me that. I, I, I'd really care if the sword came. Yeah, out. I would just. I'll just tell you that the gameplay changes at a certain point, and the game is just worse as a result of Ooh. it. Ooh, oh my. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Maybe this works. Maybe this will work. Maybe this will. You'll like be over the moon because I told you this game kind of stinks. There we go. Yeah, and I'll be like a super forgiving for it and just love it endlessly because now I've got a combative bone in my body. Yeah, sure. yeah. It could happen. I, I, I can say this. Um, there's a point where you meet a new character and sh- and she's cool. I like her, but you go into a cave, and it's the most bored I've been in a game in probably like a decade. You're oh, just wow. walking around a cave, man, and it's lame and. They're like, kill these things so you can progress out of the cave. And you can just leave the cave. But you leave the cave, and the person you're with is like, no, we need to go back in here and finish killing those things. And it's super unimportant, and it's extremely repetitive, and the cave is nondescript at all, (laughs) so you have no direction. And uh, that entire section could just be lifted out of Ragnarok, and and it wouldn't matter. It would make no difference. And so it's just this padding, stalling nightmare of game design interesting <laughs> that made me furious it sounds just like a cave i did in god of war 2018 where i had to do like all the wings together to get a treasure at the end and it was one of the side quests for one of the dwarf brothers mm, yeah well this is mainline uh yeah, so stopping your tracks story. until you beat it yeah to continue the story yeah oh who yeah, yeah. <laughs> no good there yeah i was huh. very very unhappy okay so what'd you do then uh, well, I did get through it and it got better, but I was so annoyed that I couldn't wait to stop <laughs> playing the game and, uh, haven't really wanted to play it since. And then I I, I want to talk to th- I want to talk about your next bullet point. I, I'm, I'm prompting you forward. Oh, then? oh yes. Um, I started playing Elden Ring again. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I picked back up Elden Ring. Um, you and I were batting around the idea of trying co-op in that game. And even though I already own it on Xbox, it was on sale for PC. So I bought Elden ring again. Cause I'm like, if we're going to co-op it, we're going to do it on PC. Cause there's an add on that makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I was like, let me start over. Cause I didn't get super far into it. I made it to, uh, the Academy in my original playthrough. And that's when my masters started getting pretty crazy. And I realized that I was relaxing with a game that wasn't very relaxing when I should be relaxing. Yeah. So I put Elden Ring down because it was just not right for me at that time. Um, anyway, I've made it back to the Academy. I'm, I've essentially spent all my time getting back caught up to where I was. But I, instead of doing a slow sword and board self-healing paladin build, I, uh, I just went full Katana. Uh, and holy shit, FromSoft games are a lot more fun when you actually deal damage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the dealing damage is kind of an important part. Yeah, dude, I just hurtled my ass through everything uh, in my original playthrough. And uh, so I started Samurai on this one. 
And I'm still just using my starter blade that I've just up. I think it's at plus eight right now in upgrades. Oh, nice. nice. Um, and uh, it's great. I've got the bleed uh, ashes on it, so I can cause bleed, even though that starter katana doesn't have inherently have bleed, I believe. Uh, and it's just great. I'm just having a good time. It's fun. I've died a lot, nice. but not as much as I did in my first playthrough. Uh, I still hate the dragon soldier fights. They really tilt me and make me angry. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're too big and I can't see what they're doing to react to it. Oh, I don't think we've run into those yet. There's there's one you can fight pretty early on. Um, and I was like, I was feeling pretty high on myself. And I'm like, I'm going to go fight. I still can't kill that fucker. <laughs> I hate him. It makes me so mad. But other than that, yeah, I'm having a really good time with Elden Ring again. That was my big goal of the holiday. Like there were there were gifts. There were there were gifts. There were there was Christmas presents and all. But the big the big kind of gift that I was really motivated to give this year was Elden Ring to Kristen and time to play it. So I dadded out of my mind. I did a lot of I got I got her lots of sleep and I let her stay up. Well, let her that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. I facilitated I facilitated an environment where one could stay up late playing Elden Ring, and I I freaking love watching that game. It's so watchable. The way Kristen plays it is she finds a boss, stops for the night basically, starts her gameplay trying the boss, then goes out in levels and comes back to the boss. It's like this nice little story Ooh, sandwich. Ooh, that is a good sandwich. I yeah, like it, that. It's, it's so watchable. So I've got like, I've got the, you know, not even two month old in my arms and, you know, getting them to sleep and all that. And she's just having an Elden Ring. And it was just an absolute delight to watch. That game is beautiful. Uh, those of you in the Discord, while I work on building my new computer, are aware of my current specs. And it even looks beautiful on my uh, GeForce 980 Ti. So the game is well made. Like It is, it is well optimized to be running so well on it's, my old hardware. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way about the game that I do for Hades, where it's just like, it's just uh, a wonderful... I'm not... No, I'm not... Boy, talk about games that don't need any additional praise. I also finished my rewatch of Breaking Bad over the break. Let's just keep complimenting things that have been complimented sure, to death. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my, my hot take is Ragnarok is is just okay at best so far. Um, I'll, I'll beat it. I like, I like the gameplay enough that I'll eventually get back to Ragnarok. But Elden Ring, man, what a... What a well-made product <laughs> it's so nice to have games like you know the stuff being made in the resident evil engine right now from soft stuff like it just feels like they're able to make games there's so many games we play like here's the storm starcraft back in the day world of warcraft's always talking about like look what we've done with the engine we always hear about butting heads with final fantasy 14 like it's just it's so nice to not forgive anything when you play a game and just be like, this is the experience they wanted me to have. Yeah. We're not overcoming hurdles. We're not wondering if the developers can do it. It's just happening. It's beautiful. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's an awesome game. I'm looking, at, I'm looking ahead to the Resident Evil 4 remake, like really excited because that was the first Resident Evil 4 I ever pulled, well, ever beat. I never, I didn't like Resident Evil until Resident Evil 4. Um, so Fair. I'm really excited to see what they did with the remake because I played the two remake and it's, it's incredible. So, um, now granted a much larger upgrade in my opinion over the original Resident Evil 2 because you're straight up changing the way it's played, going from a fixed camera angle, in my opinion, nightmare to uh, a third person game. But, uh, right, still, those are very much interactive movies. Yeah, yeah. And four, four, like, four is one of those games where it's like in my mind, it looks amazing because I remember at the time playing it on GameCube thinking games will never look better than this. 
Yeah. And then you go, if you go back to resident evil four right now, it does, it looks old. <laughs> it looks as old as it is. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that four remake, man. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be solid. I think it's yeah. going to be solid. 2023 might be a banger year. I, th- I think 2023 feeling like a banger gaming year, a lot hinges on, uh, what's the new Bethesda game? Star Starfield. Starfield. Star really? Starfield it's, is where you're putting it's the a weight. Big Bethesda release, but it, it, like I, I'm excited for it. But I'm like the shooting looks like Bethesda shooting, which is not good shooting. Yeah. Um. Is 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 my major concern there? So. Well, and all the all the wordage around the interwebs about it is very much like they're finally putting it out. And I'm like, anything with star in the name is just Star Citizen. Any of these space games, they're just so big. I remember the launch of. Star, what was the one where the planets had horrible monsters on them? That wasn't Spore. <laughs> you know, it was what? trying to proceed. It was trying to procedurally generate too much. Oh, and everything oh you're talking about No Man's Sky. There's no, no star Man's in the Sky. name. That's why. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. No Man, No Man's Sky launch was okay. okay. It's it's just it's not. It, it's become such a better game that yes. thinking about its launch uh, is hilarious now. But um, I didn't think it was a bad launch. It was a really it was a fun busy box when it at launch, just go in and see the weird shit that the game procedurally generated. But now it's like a fully fledged game. Like there's a lot more game right. to no man's sky. Now, no, they've had a lot, a lot of updates. Uh, yeah. I, I saw that Starfield footage and I'm just, I'm bored senseless, man. Like it, it is the boring version of space to me. I need chest bursters. I need fungi on the walls that wants to There's, eat my face. Like, there is a, a NASA porn nerd in me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like realistic space travel too. I, I interstellar did a lot of damage to that. Cause I don't like interstellar. Like I think, it, I, I think it's yeah. a wholly in, infuriating movie. Um, but yeah, I, interstellar I, was all right. That's the one with uh, Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah, I, do, I, the yeah I, I don't, okay. I, I don't, I don't want to go down this road, but I, I openly, I have opened nothing but open disdain for that movie. I freaking cannot stand Interstellar. Wow. Yeah, I hate that movie. Mm. Burning passion. Um, <laughs> and I love Christopher Nolan movies, but I think Interstellar is bunk. Yeah, it's just, okay. I, I think that you just invented one of the best phrases I need for this. NASA porn. That's it. Like exactly. Like it's it I, is semi-realistic space aesthetic. Yeah, I like yeah, you know, like I'm into pressure suits, you know, I like Mass Effect obviously, but you know, like I'm okay with cubes or weird tube connects uh what what was the uh ratchet sets? What the the one before our generation with the metal bits. What are you talking about? A toys. It was oh. a toy with a Oh, uh that wasn't, I had one. Rector sets. A rector set. I had an erector set. Yeah. 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 It was so, not before but, our generation. It just right, wasn't but, nearly as popular as Connects no, yeah, yeah, or Lego. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, the, the space station, the space station, you know, like going through space, like, ah, it doesn't need to be aerodynamic because there's no air. Like, I'm, I'm fine with all that. And I like, I like Borg cubes, though. I just need, you know, when you go to another universe, that was the big disappointment in Mass Effect Andromeda is like, be weird. Show me oddities. Granted, you know, universe is full of rather plain things you you get real excited about oxidized methane turning things red or whatever and you got yourself you know make make out in space but still you know it's, it's kind of cool <laughs> kind of cool that's it i i did one of the weird things i got really into this uh break was ai art making 80s films out of properties mm. that was like this was like my primary like put on like I, i'm walking i'm walking the little one 
And I'm going to put this on the background because it's just people fed an AI machine 80s movies and then limited it to Dark Souls or Elden Ring or Legends of Zelda. And they they kind of crafted this very like claymation style. And it is so bizarre. It you, you get this feeling of like intense nostalgia in your chest for something that never existed. And it is truly magical meanwhile like everyone's got like the big 80s hair like the lord of the rings one is amazing because <laughs> it's just elrond but he has 80s hair but it, it just it speaks so deep to like my collecting advanced dungeon and dragons books and like little gary gygax doodles in the margin i this was like my primary late night 2 a.m eating too much candy to sugar load yourself to stay awake with the baby fuel and it is, it's freaking incredible what uh, people are doing with AI art right now and feeding it. It's this very, very strict diet. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know who this is. Uh, this is Sif from Dark Souls, but it was a dog with a sword. He fought like it just has such a claymation quality to it. It's fascinating. Mm. This is the only part of AI that doesn't make me want to set the world on fire. Because uh, I think AI art is horrible uh, and ethically bankrupt, but I do like the mashups. I've seen quite a lot of it showing up on my feeds, and to me, I'm totally fine with that. It's like, yeah, sure, study a bunch of movies and then like make the Ninja Turtles look like it came out of a different decade. Like, cool, I'm I'm fine with that. They're all known quantities, but oh, if I see, oh, I'm sorry, I'm an old man for a second. If okay. I see one more AI art. Uh, uh, Twitter avatar when you should have gone out and paid an artist whose art was probably ripped off unknown, unbeknownst to them to actually create the art. I'm, I'm going to scream. <laughs> That's interesting. And I, I understand that point of view, certainly. And as you know, you graduate from art school and all that sort of thing, I totally get the, the, the jobs line up there too. Like same thing happened as a, it's a grocery store example, right? Like we all love not talking to anybody when we need to buy, you know, a thing of NyQuil and three packs of ramen, you know, like sometimes you just don't want your purchase examined it's, it's, or it's, yeah, I wasn't, I don't think either of us were planning on having this conversation today, but I'm, I'm, I'm good to go into it. If you want to, if you sure, want to dig a little it. deep, yeah. because I think it's, I think there's an interesting conversation. To, there's a lot of emotions around AI art. Um, and I have a lot yeah. of emotions about AI art for the most part. It infuriates me. And I, I think I even tweeted a little while ago that, kind of think it's the death of art <laughs> um, is, is my, that's my tweet. That's my 140 characters mm. or less, even though you can do more than 140 characters. That's sure. my, that's my simple boiled down ah, thought on yeah. it right now. Um, but I do think there's a lot of interesting shit that can, that can go with. It. I think it's a cool tool. And you and I even talked to, it came up a little bit when we talked about, uh, I don't think it was on the podcast. I think it was on a stream the Justin Roiland game. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, high on life, life used. Yeah. Uh, Mid journey. AI. Yeah, mid journey to make like fake posters in its world. I, I haven't gone any deeper. I don't know if they fed it their own art and then had it generate it, which I think is cool. If they just like ripped off other people's art, I think that's shitty. Um, but I think it's cool as a tool. Like if 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 I could have my own like one that I trust that is local only to me, and I could put my own art into it, and then it would like generate like thumbnail ideas for me and shit based off my own art. I think that is awesome. Um. I don't think sites like DeviantArt and and other stuff just 
which I think they most sites speaking generally here, this is an off the cuff conversation, not well researched. I think most sites have walked it back and made it opt in instead of opt out. But a lot of the art sites like DeviantArt originally launched like with people already opted into AI and that shit is not cool. Uh, but also the other problem is, is like this didn't exist a year ago. Every artist on earth has the majority of everything they've ever made already online. And there's nothing stopping people from just taking their shit that's already posted and feeding it into the, these AI, the damage is already done. And that's where my, like my, all of my, like my biggest ethical alarms just are, are broken on fire right now. No, I, I get that, particularly when we deal with corporations involved. Like, let's feed this thing all the Disney art in the world, and suddenly we're going to have an issue. But we steal from you know mom and pop organizations doing their best, and oh, this is this is fine. Like, let, let's roll, let's let's sell it. And I, again, I'm I'm also kind of not in the know about the high on life situation. I'm sad about it because I love when video games do fake movie posters, particularly sticker labels like uh the original aliens film is full of all these little warning stickers and various uh signs all over the place like it really really makes the world filled out and possibly stealing that from others is kind of weird kind of creepy yeah but then you think about like what's like considered like public domain like there's things that are just standardized like a stop sign or a warning electrocution kind of thing and like all right, so that's open, that's out there, that's standardized. Why not build a repository of those and generate AI from it? And like, again, this is me kind of talking like, where's the ethical line? I do find that kind of fast. That's where I think there's an interesting conversation to be had. Yeah, uh, and, and I do think you can make some comparisons to what I'm sure happened when Photoshop digital art started up and people were like, the death of art. This, is, this isn't real art anymore. You got to get out your scraper and move it around and you got to blend and stuff. And it's never going to have the depth and 3D of actual art. Like the actual stuff that's being done with Dark Souls here or fantasy films. That is some heavy programming. Like you are really getting in there and restricting a ton of assets. You're really telling it exactly what to look at, what you're feeding it and getting in there. What Midjourney or like um, Wombo or any of these kind of things do, that's, that's just it's eating off the Internet. That's just wild and free. And you're not going to create anything that is worthy of kind of suing that you're going to want to really put on blast and make a product out of. Yeah. 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 I, don't know. I have, a, I have a, lot, a lot of thoughts and a lot of them are half baked and others are just me emotionally reeling. Yeah. <laughs> as an I totally, but uh, I totally get that. No, it, it, I, I feel very much the same way. Like when I was in college, you know, college for theater, I wanted to pursue voice acting. Now, granted, I ended up horribly dyslexic. <laughs> so so uh, reading aloud uh, was not my strong point, particularly having a sight unseen script. And it wasn't a job for me. Improv was, which is how I ended up here. Uh, but the idea of like James Earl Jones not actually doing his voice. That's creepy to me. And that restricts future actors from finding their roles because we could just we're just going to re revive the dead, you know, for the rest of time because they had these fabulous voices. What about the new fabulous voice guy? What about this new exploration? Uh, we're having the same problem with comedy right now. Like there aren't any comedy movies being made because executives are looking at TikTok and saying, well, they're eating our lunch. They're making all our money. Why would why would we waste our time making a a. Um, now, for something completely different or some sort of uh, ensemble cast show and skit based thing when the Internet just does that every day. Like I, there, there's I, that guy. I disagree with that to a, a pretty 
major degree. I think there's still plenty of comedy being made. I think specifically like the comedy you like, which is like on the nose satire, like Leslie Nielsen or scary movie type style stuff. I think that's kind of dead in the water because most of those yeah, jokes are already done on. No, I, I, on I don't want to counter. I do want to counter and say like scary movies is the pinnacle of uh, comedy for me. I'm just throwing that out there, but I do enjoy my Leslie Nielsen for sure. Well, it's, it's, and, scary movies are more, well, slightly more modern example. Right. Well, and that's a great example. You can't make a scary movie right now, executives say, because by the time you make your Matrix joke, the Internet would have done that 100 times and everyone's tired of it. It's bizarre to go back to a movie we now sort of Internet revere like Shrek and see that it's actually making Matrix jumping kick jokes. And you're like, it's, yeah, Shrek is basically really? just an early meme movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yet there's really a lot weird. of reverence for Shrek again right now for some reason. But I think I think it's just memeable. Like I, I think it, it is, but it also I think it also get wildly off topic and talk about Shrek. I think it also speaks to the the jokes that are not memes and Shrek are also just kind of funny. It's good characters. It's good character work. It's well delivered. Puss in Boots just uh, didn't Puss in, Puss in Boots just. Oh no, it's not that it unseated Avatar. It's, the joke right now is that Avatar Two has a worse Rotten Tomatoes score than the new Puss in Boots movie. Oh sure, but Avatar is also outselling Maverick. So. You know, take take James yeah, Cameron uh, for what you will. He doesn't care. I'll he see doesn't it. Give a damn, what you think? I'll see it when I can watch it at home. <laughs> I mean, it's something you should see in theaters. I agree I with just, that. I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't need. No, to. James Cameron properly uses 3D. Most 3D is absolute crap, but James Cameron actually puts in the work and uses it properly. It is an event worth going to. I'm not going to make the time because I got little ones, and that's not. It, yeah, as a massive I find movie. Avatar laborious, and I would love to be able to get up and make a sandwich. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Have a little uh, chat at the. But I do want to see a long it session because it's high. It's 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 extremely high effort. So I want to I want to watch the effort. Uh, but I wish they would put a little more effort into the story. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, AIR got super into it over the break and watched a whole bunch of these and got super nostalgic. And I just love the look of eighties movies. Things, yeah, that ha- that don't exist, I- huh? Yeah, I love it. I just love the. I mean, this clearly like I'm showing one here. That's Diagon Alley, right? Like literally Harry Potter was being merged with a couple. Of, yeah, you can tell where it's coming from. Yeah. And sometimes there's like a weird hand off to the side, but that's up to an artist to perhaps clean up or heck. I mean, a year ago, these things sucked. And now they're at this level. Right. So I my, my I, closing well, there, point, I, I think there was a lot of concern about uh, deep fakes as well. And I think we've seen with yes. uh, Disney, you can throw as much money as you possibly want to at it. And it still doesn't make it automatically good. Um, right, but still, it's going need, to get there. You still need an artist to get in there and actually guide this shit. And my point to, you know, the fears of this, like this is heavy programming. Like this is a new job that is developed. There's still going to be artists and hopefully those artists will feed in their own machine and Square and everybody, all of these different companies will have their own AI art that they are feeding with their own assets. And what a creative process that would be like i made a brick oh, i made a wall like oh let's merge them together see what happened like we can select and like really creatively blow our own minds but yeah i agree with you completely about the the deviant art thievery that's going on there uh i did get a uh, a playstation 5 over the break there i picked that up for our upcoming final fantasy 16 enjoyment Mm, yes you're welcome for finding you one in stock by the way yes you did a great you're very swift you're very swift i love shopping with other people's money it makes me yep. brings me great joy please hey, man, I'm- please let me know the next time you're in the market for a car because there's nothing i enjoy shopping for more than a good car deal I'm, I'm building my computer with the help of our discord right now and i can tell you that that is a thing people enjoy doing some shopping for sure 
Oh, there's, uh, there's what, nothing more fun than spending other hole. people's money, dude. It's such a rabbit hole, man. I like sometimes you'll be cru- cruising the web. Like I found a dad son combination that was playing. Um, uh, what's the rip it toys? Uh, the, the battle tops, not uh, Bakugan Beyblade. Beyblade. Yeah. 4 million views. Dad and son playing Beyblade camera point at the Beyblade arena. And then they like had different arenas and it was half an hour long. Uh, turns uh, out like, kids tend to rewatch the same thing over they and over do. again. It's true. And their ad revenue isn't as high because it's more restrictive. However, how can still, we get in on this, Kyle? I, I don't like, dude, someone, someone's like, uh, you know, to, like I got one that was like, you know, to sort of connoisseur your monitor preferences, like watch this video. And you're just like, we're watching. You're like, holy shit. Like this guy comes out with something every day. He unboxes monitors. How am I supposed to know if they're even good? I'm watching on 1080p and he's showing off a 4k monitor. It like, I'm supposed to like, look at it and be like, Oh yeah. I see those pixels. That looks really good in there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to consume this content. That's how I chose. That's the camera. The camera I'm using right now. That's how I chose it. Uh, Shout out to Potato Jet, by the way. One of my favorite camera YouTubers. Hundreds and thousands and millions of views on this stuff. On on, on unboxing, you know, uh, cores. And I'm just like, I'm I'm completely overwhelmed. You know, maybe that's why I go to 80s art just to calm down a bit. (laughs) Solomir in chat. How to get in. Stop, Stop swearing on stream. Oh, maybe, maybe there's some truth to that. <laughs> Dude, comments are off too if, if you make content for kids. So that's that's a big plus. <laughs> I our comments are fine. No, I actually that's a, that's a whole different that's a whole different conversation, right? Like the Final Fantasy community uses YouTube as a forum to discuss the topic you are presenting. Like it's all the, the final fantasy community stays on topic, which is yeah. incredible. <laughs> they are wholly different than anywhere else I've ever been on YouTube where, you know, you're, our hair only gets complimented, but you know, your hair gets insulted perhaps. Uh, well, every, I, we got one a little bit ago where a person said we were positively hideous looking or something like that. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I kept it excellent. up too, because it's one they, they, they get destroyed and it's wonderful. And I find it very Perfect. amusing. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there, there's also like some people who just straight up like want you out of their space. Like they they attack YouTubers because you don't belong in their game. So yeah. They're just gonna find Someone called us an M- MSQ reacting Andes recently, and I was just like, Andes, isn't uh-huh. that what people want? <laughs> Andes, Andes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm familiar with the term, but that's a really weird application of it. It, it, it is strange. It's like a uh, game playing Andes. You might as well call us because it's like, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, you some kind of lunch. Andes. You, you like eating lunch, you weirdo. Like sometimes, sometimes it's technically brunch and sometimes closer to dinner. But I guess I guess I'm an, a lunch enthusiast, you might say. I'm playing the game. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was so busy, like facilitating the 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 child rearing and the Elden ringing in the evening that I haven't even started up. God of War Ragnarok. I did get to play quite a bit of Astro's Playroom, which uh, you heard a little bit of that song Dude, at the top of the show. that game is good. It was solid. I do not like motion controls. It gives me flashbacks to the Wii just sucking. This thing is way better. Like, it's spatially aware. The controller is awesome. And granted, like, Astro's Playroom is just a big advertisement for the controller. The PS5 I, is my favorite controller of all time. It, it's uh, amazing. It is yeah. a phenomenal, phenomenal controller. I'm going to hook it up to my computer. It's going to be my new Final Fantasy controller. I just love it. Like, it, it's just really, it feels good. The clicks, the, the vibrating things have so many vibrating options. Yeah. Before that, the it, PS4 was my favorite controller. And I used to hate play. I hated Dual, DualShock. Uh, PS2 and PS3. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Those, those, those. I hate convex joysticks and convex triggers are the worst designs on Earth. 
Oh, you mean like little pressings? Like they have like holes? That would be concave. That's what they needed, and that's what they didn't have. They instead were round so that your finger would slip away from them. Oh, interesting. Like just, it's just bad design. But then the Mm PS4 controller came out, and I remember picking it up and just being like, holy shit, Sony got it together. This is my favorite controller ever. Um, so yeah, PS5, PS5 controllers. Those things I also have some bites in my uh, my Xbox controller here. It's like the, the, the little from little controls you are all... or no, no, friend? I did not. Yeah, no, I did not chew this myself. This okay. was this was child. This was child uh, produced. There were there were, <laughs> there were bite marks in my Genesis controller. I think was the last time I ever chewed on a controller. Yeah, uh, but that that was an amazing. Like doing the doing the monkey climb thing or being a, a frog. Like uh, I'm kind of instantly bored. I've, it's play, I play. played we it's fine yeah, yeah yeah but otherwise like it was, it was a phenomenal show the the cpu song was amazing it was a it was a solid game and yeah i didn't grow up with uh i never had a ps1 either and i didn't know anyone who had one so i just straight up didn't really experience ps1 outside of like kiosks at target or something uh, so i have no nostalgia for it but all of like just it being this kind of celebration of playstation's past i thought was really well executed it's a really good move by them because PlayStation doesn't have that family feel. And I don't mean like the, you know, sitting on the couch with the family. Uh, I mean like the, like a family of products. Like you, you don't, at least I don't feel like a reverence. Like when I see all the, the Nintendo's lineup, I'm like, Oh, what a cute little adorable family. Look at them all together. I did have a PlayStation one. It was way after the fact. And it was for DDR. And that was the only game I owned was my mom. Because I was getting, <laughs> chonky <laughs> to say the least like pre you know pre adolescence my adolescence was way late like I, like 10th grade is when i finally shot up so i i had the same weight distri- uh, distribution and you know one summer she kind of rolls in she's like how about ddr and yeah i got pretty into it that was eighth grade for me i distinctly remember coming back to school one year suddenly skinny uh and it was weird and through college, right? Like absolute hell. Rock band drums definitely kept the pounds off. Sure. That'll help too. Yeah. I got really good at rock band drums. <laughs> so I'm really excited to get in. I'm really excited to get Bob Bloodborne. That's probably like the top of my list. I just really, really, because Bloodborne has some Cthulian stuff in there. It's a bit more gothic. Like I just really want to play Bloodborne now that I have a PlayStation proper. I didn't know that you didn't play Bloodborne. No, you can't. It's a PlayStation exclusive. Did not know that. They've never, they've never moved it around. I had no clue. And then I, of course I wanna, you get, I, now I really want to try co-op Elden Ring with you. Now that I'm like kind of back into it, I'm like, oh my god, I want to, I want to. It, it would be so weird because of like things not focusing you, which I know you can kind of simulate with the summons and stuff. But like, if you could actually talk to someone, I would love to try and break the game. That sounds, it sounds yeah. like such a good time. I don't know how that's gonna go uh, because of the threat table. In a sense, like, yeah. can can one person just kite? Is it going to be really, really cheesy? It's up to four players, which would be really chaotic and fun. I think most of the things just tend to get pissed off at the last thing that smacked it. So, you know, I could I could oh, I could start a tank tune and purposely keep yeah. myself close to things. There's a great Ash of War. You can, you can get really early on that just makes your block basically block anything. And it's wonderful. Nice. It's a it's yeah. a it's a fantastic cheat. 
Now I'm uh, well, I also had to hear about how uh, Elden Ring was easy mode for a lot of it too. So you know, I've got opinions there. <laughs> With the the Dark Souls connoisseur Christian in the house, mm. I was informed of the many ways that Elden Ring is an easier game than mm. the previous Souls mm. games. Of course, mm. the big one being when you swing your weapon, it doesn't hit the wall. We're, we're, so we're nice going to build a myth of uh, a toxic FromSoft fan, Kristen, on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Run with it, man. Run with it. <laughs> it's not just, you know, there's a reason it wasn't played in front of the toddlers. It, it, it wasn't just, uh, you know, the seas of bodies you might happen upon. It's not just the guy cutting off his own arm. It's uh, it's the uh, sailor-like language that is ex- uh, exhuming. Oh, you've got to you got to talk shit while you fight. Yeah, you yeah. got yeah. They deserve it. it's an AI. You know, hate on it all you want. You got to you got to talk shit. You got to talk yeah. shit. God, yeah, yeah you got to talk shit to Godric. You ain't hurting nobody by you know Godric, yelling uh, at Godric's the ill omen. Godric's Mar- Margaret. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Margaret's a the way he says tarnished is fabulous. Foul tarnished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised how fast I got past him on my second go around, but I guess I shouldn't be. That's that second go around, man. Like you're more runes, souls effective. You've you've got some dodge under your belt. You're doing way more damage with the build you're talking about, too. So it's just yeah, like, it's just going to be uh, much, not helping me against those damn dragon dicks, though. Those dragon soldiers. I hate them. I hate them, Kyle. And they might have different armor values. I don't think we've met them yet. I don't like fighting them. I don't like fighting. I got my moon katana and then I found out I need way too much intellect intelligence to use it. Um, but. Yeah, and the uh, otherwise, like I, I picked up the computer and I moved it to the living room. I did not enter my office at all. It was basically parental leave 2.0 for me. So I, I just I was not on discord. You had to message me directly and be like, hey, we're dropping a bit on the house. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, I, just wasn't, I didn't look at anything. I purposely uh, tried not to bother you at all, but I do. I, appreciate I, it. I do want to get a bigger house in Final Fantasy. So that is bother Kyle on break worthy. Sure. No, that wasn't that wasn't a huge uh, undertaking. And in yeah. fact, I logged in Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve and like everybody was hanging out the house. It was awesome. Like people were just swarming the fireplace outside and celebrating. It was really, really cool to be a part of. Uh, and see everybody in there. The only other thing that happened to me that was gaming related was I was at uh, the family Christmas party. Uh, there, I think a 14 year old was playing Lego Dimensions. I said, oh, hey, is this like Roblox? And he gave me just the death stare. It's like, no, this is Lego Dimensions. And they just didn't talk to me for the rest of the night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I nothing. A whole lot of nothing else. Otherwise, just everything I talked about. Oh, and uh, apparently someone I graduated with, their friend's kid watches us. And so I, uh, oh, I had cool. to take a picture with their friend at our graduation. Oh, great. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was the whole time I was like, I'm pretty sure you're. I was like, your, your kid sounds young and cool. I'm pretty sure you're thinking of someone else. Mm. <laughs> I guess we're doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah, yeah. But that was fun. That was fun. Anyways, before we move on and talk about some other stuff, uh, we want to thank our wonderful patrons who are supporting us over at supportourbromance.com. That'll take <laughs> you directly to our Patreon. And uh, you'll get some perks. You can add free versions. I mean, you won't hear this. And uh, as well, some other perks like access to our members only chat in our discord and uh, in our bonus content. Like uh, we're going to be we just we actually put out a bonus show. On uh, uh, over the break when we weren't doing podcasts, we put out a bonus show and we'll be putting out a bonus Chainsaw Man spoiler cast soon. And uh, we've got some spoiler stuff uh, planned for later in the year. Plan for later in the year. Uh, probably do a Spy X family chat at some 
point, uh, and Kyle's forced me into so many things. Uh, I'll force him to watch Breaking Bad at some point. We'll do a podcast okay. about that. Sure, sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything Andor? Kyle will have to watch Andor first, chat. Uh, yes. Before that happens, he has not watched Andor. So no, no, it's that not. Would, um, that would be difficult. Not, not high on my list. Not high on my list. It should be because it's the best thing Disney's done. Star Wars. I know it's just super like (laughs) limited time and divided focus. It's something I want to like sit and watch. Right. Like back it up and best Star Wars Disney. Like just I'm sure best. I've I've heard nothing but good. things. It's so good. It's so too busy with my AI art. Oh, yes. You monster committing sins on the Internet. I mean, I do actually think that's sinful, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I also like you as a person. So, you know. It is uh, it is all right. Anyways, check out supportourbromance.com if you want to support what Kyle and I are doing. Uh, other than that, let's take a, a quick break before we move on. But maybe at some point, we'll give that a watch. We'll give that a watch. But let's get to this week's news. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. Actually, I should put the uh, the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas here because terrible news, everyone. Terrible news. Square ain't letting up on NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I see this as a huge let up, man. Like last year was so he was so pie in the sky. Like the future is upon us. You know what could happen, Garrett? You know, you put a blockchain under your art, and then it can't be used in AIR. What do you think of that? If it's, what, what, if, what if assuming you, that what, the blockchain isn't a scam to begin what if, with? What if you NFT? You no, I'm going to jump <laughs> through the internet at you. <laughs> <laughs> you that's the third time i've wanted to throw up based on something you said today <laughs> now that is getting deep into like just stuff i do not understand like i i simply cannot comment how nfts would interact with ai art but you know in, in the best of possible does, all you need to understand is it would end with you losing all of your money <laughs> likely likely no, it's all, it's all super cash grabby, super mobile game. The um, what was the the phrase that I really enjoyed? Kind of popular, uh, popular right now is um, don't turn my gaming into a workspace. Is basically the sum of it. I'm not here to work for you. I'm here to enjoy myself. So please stop turning your game into something that generates funds. Oh, I haven't. I didn't hear about that. I just, I just was sick of hearing about NFTs and games. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, and most of them have gone down the river uh, here. Here we've got uh, the president of Square Enix, uh, Yos- Yosuke Matsuda. Matsuda. Yeah. Uh, Matsuda. President yeah. Matsuda. So they, they start with this wonderful pa- pile of paragraphs about how, like, you know, uh, the, the world's experiencing soaring inflation, talking about the U.S., Japan, what they're doing in the background, how the how the federal governments are getting involved and what a crazy year and how COVID was sort of ending and we got tremendous changes. It, it, it's actually kind of an interesting read, the initial part of it. And then it turns into, uh, dear investors, here's a bunch of hype words. It's like keyword stuffing for people that invest money. It is. Steering our business amidst this uncertainty remains challenging. So that's like, that to me is like his get out of jail free card. I'm just talking. Like I'm just making ideas. I take no responsibility for these. I take ideas. no I'm responsibility just, for still mentioning NFTs I'm, and blockchain. I'm just an idea man. I'm just an idea man, guys. Like I, I, I take no responsibility for this. I'm just I'm just posing what could be the future. Uh, he goes into on the development side. We sold three studios. The objective of this de- uh, devicement was to further concentrate our resources as the increasing sophistication and complexity of gaming development had made such endeavors more costly to pursue. 
Mm. Games games are hard to make, and they got really expensive recently. Th- that's a that's a big smooth over, considering uh, at least I think it was was a Crystal Dyn. Who who did who did Tomb Raider? Crystal Dynamics. I think it was Crystal Taking Dynamics, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that was Idos. As I was like, that that's a big hand wave considering Idos Montreal's like head came out and was like, "Square Enix basically set us up to fail from the beginning and never believed in us." Yeah, yeah. But, but now they have the concept of one Square Enix. You see, as they are geographically and function based. <laughs> we don't want one Square their- Enix if you're still talking about <laughs> NFTs. Don't say that. Nobody wants well, that yeah, if you're still no, interested he, in NFTs. He, he's still building up to it, man. Like we're still getting there. Like he's still he's still easing you in. It, it is really, it is really quite the uh, gymnastics. As he, you're, you're kind of into it, like it's the bad guy speech. You're like, okay, yeah, okay, and then they hit you with the. However, this year saw validity in the cryptocurrency volatility, NFT, volatility uh, markets, and track the. Di- we've we've been tracking the dynamic shifts, Garrett, in the microeconomic Macro. describe. You know, it's all good. The <laughs> macroeconomy described you know, above. For hating this so much, you sure want to hear it in full. Gestures, uh, the, v- gestures vaguely. Yeah, the latter half of the year uh, in particular produced a somber string of news stories with blockchain connections, including the scandalous bankruptcy filing of FTX in November. See, so you know we're aware of the danger mm. and uh, and the possible one. Mm. Yeah, but we're still going to do it. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of mobile games. Too. Yes, like, following the excitement anyway. and exhilaration that surrounded NFTs and the metaverse in 2021, 2022 was a year of great volatility in the blockchain related space. However, boy, that that hel- uh-huh. however is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. If this proves to have been a step in a process that leads to the creation of rules and more transparent business environment, it will definitely have been for the good and growth of blockchain entertainment. Waiting on the government to step in is basically what he's saying. Leaving the door open for people who have a lot of money and still want to throw it at anything NFT related. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where movies come from. A bunch of people with money sit around and say, how can we make more money? And they spend the money to make more money. That's why we have movies or any sort of entertainment. So it makes sense. <laughs> oh, corporate speak. You'll never stop amusing. Uh, me. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> well, Kyle, I still can't wait to play Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't, it, Hopefully it is a long time before we see this in the game's prime. I totally see this. It's a phone game kind of thing where you get the currency for your AliExpress app. So you can get five cents off your order of uh, those, those things, those goth things, you know, where the thumb holes and the hand holes and it goes to your forearm. Oh, the like, yeah, the forearm. Sleeves. Yeah. Hot topic, hot topic stuff, you know, hot topic stuff. Yeah. 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 You, you gamify your shops. I, I, if you want to chase her to this, there's a wonderful article I enjoyed over on PC Gamer called Good Job Internet, You Bullied NFTs Out of Mainstream Games. Um, it's, uh, it's a fun read. No, the, well, there's a lot of talk about that, too, about how the, the word you're looking for is gloves, Kyle. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but they go up further. I had a pair of these. They were sleeves that weren't attached to yeah. anything else. If I say fingerless gloves, you're thinking the divides between the fingers. So, you know, and, and it's not a there's Han also, Solo glove. There's also, a, I also have yeah. a hoodie that have thumb holes in the sleeves. Yeah, I like those. I like when, because then, you know, then you can put on another jacket on top and get it smooth. Yeah, I, I call it the, the Taking Back Sunday because, like, I think it was the most famous Taking Back Sunday music video. He wore the little, it's, it, it's just a, a hole for the thumb and nothing else. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're useful. They're, yeah. they're very useful, particularly in the cold weather. Um, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, I, I just said, if you want an NFT chaser, just check out the PC gamer article on <gasps> oh, bullying yes. NFTs out of mainstream games. Yeah, there's there's some great talk about that. Uh, Jesse Cox just did a video about that, too, which described it great, which was basically we all let loot boxes happen and now we know to fight harder. So like there's there's a the corporations are kind of being like, whoa, dudes, like, what do you do, bro, like we're, we're just chilling. Like we just coming up with new ideas. Like, why are you why are you all so hurt? It's like, no, shut up, because we let you do loot boxes and it was bad. And then you did battle passes and we were kind of like, eh. It's, it's okay. And now you're trying this and we're going, no, like just foot down. No. And that's a great full on yeah. scam. Yeah. yeah. Get it out. Get it out. Please. And thank you. I told I'd like the, the mythical world of web 3.0 is, uh, is fascinating though. Um, <laughs> highly misunderstood of course, but very fascinating. <laughs> I'm putting a I'm putting a boy howdy. I just want to scream corner a couple times today. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can have your scream corner. I, I'm I'm going to talk about Wizards of the Coast canceling five D and D games when they should take all their art and put them in an AI generator so I can make my own monsters. See, uh, they, the- I already have seen what they pay artists and it's not enough. So no, they they, 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 they pay awful. All the Magic the Gathering money is is where they make their money. This, this is me coming down hard. Uh, this kind of stuff is difficult. You need a lot of art. Like I get Dude. it. But I am so mad at Wizards of the Coast for multiple reasons. Uh, they've been having some seriously shady business practices, uh, Hasbro, for the past two years or so. And they're doing, uh, they're just being really immature is ultimately what it is. Uh, they, they keep being like, they keep walking out and being like, hey, guys, would you like a digital tabletop? And people go, yeah. And they're like, I can't hear you. And they go, yeah, that wasn't loud enough for canceling it. They just, they just keep throwing and seeing what sticks and nothing sticks because they have no way to actually design anything. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a passive fan. I'm not deeply rooted in it like you are, but it, to me from the outside looking in, it looks like they're just struggling with success. Yeah, it's like they've just blown up and Dungeons and Dragons is now a mainstream thing, whether it's because of Stranger Things or Critical Role or just all of it or just the fact that, hey, maybe we were all adults now with a lot of disposable income. So we win, everybody. Nerds have won. Uh, We help move the economy needle. Um, But it just seems like they're struggling with success. Like they just they don't know how to win gracefully. They don't they don't know how to quality assure that they, they've got some weird issues like Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, the 2021 game was. Unplayable, just awful, absolutely. And, and the old Baldur's Gate games are great. And some of the old like Dark Alliance games that came out on Xbox were really good co-op, like, you know, about the level of like two towers uh, on Xbox, which is, is beloved in, in my heart. It, it, they're goofy. They're fun, but they're little yeah. combat scenarios. It's- I mean, maybe it's a good thing then, because it's not like Wizards is developing their own video games. They're farming it out to other studios. Yeah, what they need to... There's this mythological place that Warhammer has found itself in, where they just don't give a crap. Like, 10 Warhammer games come out a day. (laughs) (laughs) And it it just doesn't matter. Well, and it kind of works, right? Because everyone... Also, like, 
Are there bad Warhammer games? I oh, legitimately yeah. don't know because oh. I never hear anyone complain about Warhammer games. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, there, there's, there's awful ones and you just turn and go, well, a new one comes out tomorrow. I'm not hurt. <laughs> the, it, was the like early, it was like 90s Star Wars games. There were just so many. Yeah. Things. Some were good. Some were terrible. Some were average and some were absolutely phenomenal. It's like how we all sat around as non-mobile gamers, like criticizing Arclight for world of warcraft because they put out a game like once every six years so of course it's super important and we're all going to pay attention still but when not you just, even out by the way it's like yeah there's a beta there's no but, nda for the beta i have played it i did not like it no it was, yeah weird super weird um but yeah they, they they just shotgun things they just shotgun things and you know henry cavill now henry cavill yeah gonna do it poor henry cavill <laughs> What did he, he do? Is he okay? Well, he left Witcher, was going to go be Superman, but then DC got new leadership and they were like, hey, actually, we're not going to move forward with more of your Superman. Uh, and so he's not going to be Superman. And that ha- that happened within the space of like weeks. Like no more Henry Cavill Witcher. He's going to be Superman. But no, never mind. He's going to go do Warhammer, everybody. Honestly, we may have all just won. I don't know. Henry Cavill Warhammer sounds pretty cool to me. I think that sounds awesome. Yeah. Apparently, he also built a computer recently and was super handsome in it. Like, I only heard about the thirst, not really the computer he built. But yeah, yeah. Jeff H. here in the chat says uh, 85% of Warhammer games are uh, Warhammer games are terrible. Oh, okay. I think that's a great. Good to, that's a great. I, 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 I'm going to take that as a fact because I agree with it. I only know about Total War and and the, 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 the Left 4 Dead likes, uh, yeah. which seem to be beloved. Also, yeah, Space like, Marine is getting a sequel, and that game was good. Yeah, people really love that one. Um, but there's like mechanists, and there's a ton of turn-based ones. There's like Civilization knockoffs. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. Dawn of War was a hold for me. It like oh, got dude, me. My through. brother growing up was big in the Dawn of War. I never played it. Yeah, but he was huge into it. It was really bad if you compared it to starcraft it was okay otherwise and it had like decent voice actors like steve blum was in there and like a bunch of voice actors you know where he he played it for the marining anyway so yeah um yeah anyway so how do you feel about the wizards thing do you think it's a good thing that they're maybe taking stock of the fact like maybe we should put a little more care into who we assign this to and maybe how much support we give them yeah i mean wizards wizards has a lot to climb out of particularly after their pricey 30th edition thing they did uh with magic the gathering if you haven't seen some of these prices it was absolutely insane well that that was Uh, the like collector's cards right they weren't even like legal to play yeah it 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 was it's just such a like and you can't have them kind of atmosphere right and then they do these special prints that doesn't bother me as much because like whatever like make stuff for whales people are going to make stuff for whales it exists in like every market I just kind Fair. of, I, I, I love cars, dude. I don't, I don't, I'm not mad because Lamborghinis exist. <laughs> like I'll never afford I'm also, one. I mean, just to be like personal about it too, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird place right now with my collection of D and D editions because this time around, I use D and D insider turned D and D. It's still D and D insider in my head. D and D beyond. And all hmm. my books are digital. And now I'm getting to the end of edition and I own like a monster manual for my collection. And I'm kind of bummed about it. Like I I spent a lot of money to get all the books digitally so I could have them in the systems I was playing in. And then I'd have to rebuy them if I wanted to do that on Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds or any of these others. Like it was just so messy 
playing fifth edition during COVID when everything was digital. And now I, at the end of it, I find myself without any sweet things for my shelf. Is any so. of it, this is not be, meant to be judgmental. It's supposed to be an ex- exploration. Do you get any <laughs> sense that you might be a bit of an old man on your front porch about this and that well, people who are new to D and D and maybe they've grown up in digital online play. They don't even think about it. Um, yeah, there's certainly an element of that. I, I, there's a lot of nostalgia tied to like ho- using a piece of paper to ho- to cover up the stat block while you turn the picture to your players. Mm. You know that that organic real life tabletop experience. Your players organically exploring your books while it's not their turn, and then one of them kind of becomes a, d- a dungeon master out of that exploration or has to borrow your dragon book because they thought it was so cool. Like that 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 speaks to me. And I think that stuff can happen digitally. There's a lot of studies, of course, with like kids and eBooks and reading retention. Uh, of course, like watching a video, no matter how much it goes, like uh, say pop and the kids don't repeat pop, like being present, feeling the vibrations of someone's voice, seeing the molecules move around them in real time. Like there's all sorts of real life uh, impact we're seeing with education that I think plays into the success of D&D and people wanting to play it more. Because then we end up watching like the most popular shows are real people sitting together, not people on video screens playing together. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out the right combinations of words to say to you to get you to move to Florida. I, we would have to come overcome a hurdle there. I, people may not know this, uh, but it's really weird talking to you in real time because there's a delay on Discord. And so when you and I meet up, we constantly talk over each other for the first word because we're used to the way that delay happens. Well, hey, we edit our shit now, so... Not podcast. True. This doesn't get true. Ever. Yeah. The podcast is a little bit of talking the over podcast. Like, yeah, we get, we get, it's really weird being in person with you at times. It, it, it can be, it can, I don't know. It's, it's a different energy. It's just, so to me, it's like, whatever. It's, it's get excited, get hype. Yeah. This is, I'm, yeah so. not, I'm not trying to get you to move right now. Live on air, by the way. No, no, it's all good. It's Unless all good. It's working. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, D- right now, Wizards of the Coast is promising another digital tabletop on the way for D and D one. I don't believe that for a second. Like that's just that's just one more one more of those posts that you see. Like if you're looking for YouTube help, it's like someone's like, "Hey guys, you know what? What do you guys think if I like made learn to play videos?" And you're just like, "Well, you got to do it. Like just just do it. Like there there there's a market for that." But asking what you know Reddit thinks of that idea. It's not going to help you do just make your tabletop. Just, then I'll be impressed. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get good D and D game. I still want to see the movie. Movie looks good. Yeah. The movie looks fun. The, uh, the Baldur's gate looks like it's shaping up, uh, Larian studios, you know, doing some good work over there. Hopefully that'll be solid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, now I'm going to force you to talk about something that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> with this week's trailer park. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. We got our first look at the Gran Turismo movie, Kyle. All right, why'd you say it that way? It is, was it highly anticipated? Uh, no, we were just all confused that they decided to make a Gran Turismo movie. Okay. The, yeah. You mean the video game that looks like a movie? The video game that they spend so much money to try and make as realistic as possible is right. getting a movie. 
Right. In fact, the movie looks a little faker. <laughs> it doesn't look as good as the video game. <laughs> I actually, I actually, this is my takeaway from it. I think it looks surprisingly good. I think it looks surprisingly good. So were you even aware that bloom? this was happening? No, well, not until I saw it in the notes. <laughs> So have, so you, have you already watched this teaser? Because it's not even really a trailer. Because there, there's straight sales up, pitch. There's interviews with the actors out of character in the middle of this thing. But they're showing footage from the movie intercut with the actors telling you why you should be excited for the movie. Yeah, Orlando Bloom as Danny Moore. I love that they're yeah, giving that character names like the character names matter at all. Right. Well, D- Danny Moore sounds like a driver. I, you know, I cheer for Danny Moore. He's there though with a headset on, which makes me think he plays someone in the pits. Usually, that would be your tower operator. Oh, or, could be. Uh, well, I, Orlando's getting older. Yeah, he'd make a great Doc Hudson type. Uh, you know, like a, you're, you're too low. You're too yeah. What? Yeah. That's like that. That's more like airplane, airplane stuff. But you still, know. You're, you're on not, your left. I know you don't know racing, but you're actually not Drift. too far off. You're not too far That's, off. Oh, Mater, Mater in Cars too. Like was talking about Mudhead, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, you've got you've got pick crew. You got I mean, if, depending on the severity of the racing, right? Like Formula One is ridiculous. They have there's a dedicated person on each team just to watch the weather. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, usually you have someone that's watching the the race and telling you what's going on, so you know if so and so spun out or broke their car, or you know the dude ahead of you is experiencing tire wear. You know, you need someone to be able to tell you stuff that you as the driver cannot see with your naked eye. Yeah. So, um, so, so what, what was what were we talking about a while ago where I talked about the Doom movie and I love the part where it goes first person? Yeah. And, and you said that's crap. It, I do. They're making a I, whole movie. I they're do. making a whole movie of this. But it's but it's not. No, they're, they're, they're literally talking about how like the camera is going to look like the video game. They're playing the video game like in so, studio. So there is. um part there they did make a rig to trail a camera behind the car and make it look yeah. like the game and it, it, the the difference there though is it looks awesome because they actually <laughs> stuck a, a wildly expensive movie camera behind a wildly expensive nissan and actually drove it at 160 miles per hour like it look it reminds i i'm so obsessed with top gun maverick kyle I'm so it's the best looking movie I've seen in so long because they actually took the most expensive cameras you can buy and strapped them to F whatever they 16s in that movie. I don't know my jets, but it looks so good and there's just no faking it. And you didn't need to fake it because they just did it. And so I'm so surprised by how good the cinematography looks in this short teaser. It must be real hard to film cars. They don't, though. Um, So new Fast and the Furious movies like it's all fake. Uh, they haven't done like a real car stunt in a while with Fast and the okay. Furious. And okay. as much as I love Ford versus Ferrari, the movie looks fake as shit. Like a lot of the races are, it's mostly a bunch of hodgepodge, uh, you know, effects work. So this to me, okay. I was like, oh shit, they're actually pointing a camera at cars and I'm excited that, about that. Cause no one fair. does that anymore. You know, I, I fall for the uh, we made real aliens for Star Wars. I'd be really excited if they, you know, oh, it's all real. Like we actually have a dude in a suit that we're going to battle. Like, OK, I feel you. I see, I see your excitement there. Yeah. Real cars. Yeah. Real, real driving peoples. Yeah. But other than that, I have no idea if the narrative is going to work. They're, they're like based on a true story. I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? And there's going to be action. There's going to be like people kissing. It's going to be great. And you're like, well, <laughs> also a YouTuber I watch, I think, is playing the love interest, which is huh? weird. Yeah, to me. yeah, you can see him kiss right here. 
And I think it's her. I can't quite tell, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a car YouTuber, uh, Am- Amelia Hartford. Yeah, um, with, a, with like one light coming in. Yeah. Anyway, their so kiss. I was like, oh hey, cool. One of the car YouTubers I watch like crossed over and got an acting gig. My favorite part is when uh, with David Harbour. Oh yeah, the I, dude who plays the, the the sheriff in Stranger Things. Oh yeah, okay. Jack Salter here, like dramatically walks up to a bunch of people playing Gran Turismo and is like putting his foot up. He's like, "Hmm, how can I study this game and and extract its juices?" This is what I'm trying to figure. So I think I think the based on a true story part is they used to have something they called Gran Turismo Academy, and the whole goal was to graduate esports players to real life race car drivers. Oh, so like, uh, like, uh, what was that game for the military that they made? Oh, oh, I know. Uh, it was an army game. I, I, I'm duty I'm army. It was something. It was like, yeah, America's yeah, army. America's Thank army. Drummer. Yeah. Thank you, drummer. We messed around in that all the time. We closed doors on each other and throw grenades. Like clearly we did not, uh, get flagged by the military. I, I never, play, I never played America's <laughs> army, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, a, it ran for a while. It is, however, no longer a thing um i believe i think the last time they had a quote-unquote graduate because that's what they called you if you actually graduated out of academy and into a, a racing sponsorship uh was 2015 and the and nissan pulled out in 2019 as a sponsor and so nissan was a big sponsor you don't know this i think but the cars they're racing here are nissans uh they're nissan gtrs at least the more car looking ones those things with the four rear lights um yeah, so that's what I think is the quote-unquote based on a true story about this because none of these character <laughs> names match up with real-world people. It's so jarring. The kiss is so jarring. I, like, I love that they have, in the film, it's like, you got to see it. It has romance. I'm like, I expect it to. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's often how you relate to your audience, but we're watching nothing but like people in full like suits in a technical machine, and then we just switch over to flesh real quick, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa. That's a, that's a little... A little bit of whiplash there. Yeah, but if I don't if they go full like Top Gun with this, I'm into it. Like, let's go. If this is Top Gun for cars, I'm I'm into this because yeah. it looks like a movie I want to watch just from a cinematography standpoint. But my big head scratcher is like, how do you make a narrative out of Gran Turismo? Like, I have I have no idea. This might be a big a big stinking pile, but I want it to be. I, I want a new car franchise that isn't Fast and the Furious so bad. It's a well, much like we were talking about 65 earlier, right? Like, just let's take back some of these properties that have just been held hostage for so long. Like, oh, we can't make car movies. You know, we can't make dinosaur movies. They're all owned by dress Park. It's like, no one owns dinosaurs. Let's let's make just, all the yeah, movies. Just make dinosaur want. movies. What are we yeah. doing? Why what, am I starting to doing? sound like Jerry Seinfeld? Because <laughs> I, I was squeaking, too. We were both doing the yelling. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, I think it's intensely plain looking. The, the, the coloration they're doing on a lot of these shots. Like, it's just really... Well, they're black and white cars. And they, yeah. But to me, like can, that looks like racing, like the way the, the very much same way, like the natural. Did you have you seen Maverick yet? No. Okay, I first of all, no. watch Maverick. It's like the best movie. Is that's it out been on video? Can I time. watch it? Yes, it's out everywhere. OK, yeah. Uh, I, I bought it on 4K and watched it recently on physical 4K. And holy oh, shit, wow. it is a beautiful film. Oh, wow. Oh, my I God. Know. It's oh, yeah, so my. pretty. I've been talking in the Discord with uh, with the, the monitor people, <laughs> the monitor fans, uh-huh. and I am committing sins by running my uh, PlayStation Five on a 1080p from 2014. Uh, yeah, I 
I hate buying new TVs, dude. But I, as someone who in the last year bought a new TV, buy a new TV. Yeah, it's oh my god. I hate, I hate smart TVs. Can I get a non-smart 4K? I just don't you want can just not use the smart functions and do what I do and run everything off your PlayStation instead. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't want like Tubi telling me what's available this week. No, although recently I started using my LG UI and it's actually kind of good. Ugh. The apps run well. They run well and they're just on the TV and I can just use my TV remote. So I've actually kind of gotten used to it. It's not the worst thing in the world. Live sports. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's not my own you. Oh, and, and honestly, honestly, we're getting drummer and chats, right? Uh, Roku TVs are great because Roku boxes are standalone things. And so their UI is really good. So if you get a Roku TV, it's just <laughs> built in and it runs like a Roku. So I have a, I, I have a Roku TV for my sim racing rig. I got one on like dirt cheap. And so it is a smart TV and it, it works really well. If this movie has like a learn quality to it, it'll be enjoyable. Mm. Like, okay. I, I want to know factoids. I want to know what these buttons are, what dash page and override does and defog. And I know what wipers does, but you know, just looking in his <laughs> defog in his does exactly what it sounds like, by the way. It, is that when the heat goes on your windshield? So, you know, it's it, blown it on your feet and the windshield. The, yes, it yeah, would help yeah. defog the windshield. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like if they can get like a lot of anime, like JoJo's really good at this, but uh, there's a lot of like animes where you kind of learn weird factoids as you go. Like, we're going to fight a fisherman, and here's why he uses the fly he does. You're like, oh, okay. Right. Learned, about, <laughs> learned about fishing in the middle of this bizarre <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I, I could find that amusing. Mm. gotcha yeah i just i i after i'm all obsessed now with filming real things after maverick and i want this to be that for carbs and it uh, it's looking promising for right now we'll see right. my story with this was with the second i heard grand turismo movie i'm like this is literally the dumbest idea i've ever heard right it's one thing like and the we, trailer looks kind of all right <laughs> we've talked about like last of us like well these it's a different take on it with different actors this could be interesting but yeah taking up the video game that is so intensely realistic and making it a movie it's just it's it's a weird weird world yeah well let's uh take a question or two before we wrap this up shall we let's hello there hello there hello there you can send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com or if you're supporting us on Patreon or the uh, or our, our YouTube membership, we have a dedicated channel in our members-only chat in Discord. Drop a message there, which is exactly what Pothy did. Wants to know what our favorite childhood games were, which was board game, outside play, PC, and console. Mm. What's childhood? What is childhood? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you just answer the question. <laughs> I just want to know the childhood age range. Uh... There's not an easy answer for that. I'm gonna, no, Kyle, I'm gonna say uh pre-puberty. Middle childhood is considered six to eight years old. Okay. Cool. Let's go twelve and under. Okay. Let's All go right. twelve and under. That's what I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it here. I'm gonna say uh I at one point it was Monopoly and then I, I was obsessed with the risk. I graduated from Monopoly to Risk. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's that like the the candy lands, the shoots and ladders. Like there's that time where that gets a little a little too RNG, and you start graduating to life and stuff. What was the one with the popper? Is that sorry? 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, sucked. That was, did that was, Trouble also have a popper? Oh no, that was Trouble. That was Trouble. I think Sorry was Cards. Maybe. I think Sorry was Cards. Trouble was the popper. That was Trouble. Yeah. Okay, Trouble was my young kid game of choice. Man, that was a throwdown game. Mom we all the time. Mom was always down for a game of Trouble. Uh, we had a Carmen San Diego board game that my sister and I made a co-op version of, mm. and we loved that thing. Back oh. when it was the clue, the warrant. <laughs> my uh, my neighbor had Jumanji. We played that a ton. The Jumanji oh. board game, the tie-in, the movie tie-in board game. The dice read five or eight. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that was that. And I also I got really into chess as a kid. Didn't didn't keep up with it to get good at it though. I didn't play it through high school. Well, yeah, I learned I learned chess from my grandpa. It was like it is one of my, my my more wholesome family experiences, and that's what got me into StarCraft. I was kind of on that path. Yeah, we this is a, this is a maybe dumb, maybe wholesome. I don't know. We have, we're really close to it. This is also extremely southern. We were very close to a Cracker Barrel growing up. So mom and I used to go get breakfast at Cracker Barrel a lot, and we would play chess because they had the big chess boards out front while we waited for the table oh, and so we cute. got really or no checkers we got really the checkers and then eventually i got interested in chess and so mom uh found a set where it had the moves on the pieces because neither of us knew how to play oh, and we both learned how yeah. to play chess together that's great yeah so yeah but yeah as far yeah. as outside play Mostly just like uh, there was an undeveloped lot next to us. So it was just overgrown Florida insanity. Sweet. Um, so we just traipsed through there, uh, built the the shakiest platform up in a tree you've ever seen in your life. I can't nice. believe I didn't break bones when I was a child. Um, no, I was obsessed. You didn't break any bones as a child? No, never. I broke my little toe once. And that was from just like being a hyper idiot in a hotel room. Oh, wow. Yeah. I broke my arm three times growing up. I know. almost lost my fingers in an ice skating accident, but I never broke any toes. Mm. Yeah. 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 We also we also had the, the lot. Well, uh, it, uh, it wasn't a lot. It was called the Bosque. It was the river valley of the Rio Grande. Oh, and so shit. we just go we just go down there and just pull around and, you know, the ditch witch and don't swim in the river. The river was awful. If it's, you were in <laughs> southern New Mexico? Uh, Albuquerque area. So the, oh, the Rio okay. Grande runs through oh, all that. that runs up. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Gotcha. 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 Um, Which was yeah. a lot of uh, Sonic and Knuckles. I was really I obsessed with digging because I was I, I as a as a little kid, I thought I wanted to be a paleontologist because um, I, I loved yeah. Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park. But I was more into dinosaurs than I was uh, anthropology. Dad also had a weirdly large National Geographic collection that I would read as a kid. Um, cool. So I was like, and I'm, I don't know how I ended up being essentially Mountain Dew, the person now, but, uh, <laughs> I was a pretty educated little kid. <laughs> um, huh. so yeah, I used to go, I used to traipse through the overgrown brush and I would dig, uh, cause in, at least in coastal Florida, you dig in the sand, you'll find shark's teeth. Um, so I used to find shark's teeth all the time, just like digging in the lots in our neighborhood. Oh, sure. Yeah. We'd find, uh, arrowheads in New Mexico. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was our that was our version. I had a, a couple like nice megalodon teeth. Um, nice. And uh, we weren't on the beach or anything. This was just like instead of dirt <laughs> in a lot of what, like south southwestern Florida, it's just sand. So yeah, just just dig a lot and get stung by wasps frequently. Yeah, running with sticks, yeah. banging them on trees. It's like 
being in the dirt and climbing trees like you do. One time I was playing in the woods dressed as Batman and a wasp got stuck in my water boot and it actually made me bleed because it stung me so many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was gnarly. Oh, it was gnarly. I hate wasps. Oh, man. All wasps yeah. must die. Oh, I can understand that. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it was rough. That was the first time I ever got stung by anything. That was rough. That was a rough one. And then I got stung after that and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Because <laughs> like, yeah. sting and move on. <laughs> I did one of those mountain water dips and got covered in leeches. Oh, yeah, I have never seen a leech yeah. in the wild. Not, never seen a leech. Fun. I'm trying to think of my favorite PC game growing up. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, that's the answer. You're right. Yeah. You are correct. You are correct, sir. That is it. That is it. Played a lot of Dark Forces. That was like my first PC game I owned. Um, Mine was um, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Ooh, I wanted that one so bad, but our computer couldn't run it. it mine couldn't either. Like, it was 90% load screens. You go, uh, go get a cheese stick, you know, and mm, weather the storm, and you could play a level. Mm, oh, simpler times. I, I try not to be nostalgic, but I, I love having these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> and then console, I, I, I was an NES Genesis kid. Do we? Does N64 count, I guess, is the question. Because N64 If we're going was, 8 to 12, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, then I was a, a OG Smash Brothers. Like, I was obsessed. If Game Boy's a console, then, like, Pokemon Red. Like, that game. Yeah. That's when a game became a part of my personality. It was also highly sneakable on the game. Yeah. The Game Boy. You could play it on the bus or, yeah. you know, in your room when you were supposed to be reading. Yeah. If we're going Genesis, it would have probably been Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist. <laughs> like, I hung out with my cousin a lot. And uh, we would beat that every time he came over. We would like that would be on the docket. It would, we would beat that before we went traipsing around in the woods. <laughs> but, well, yeah, you get the game in and then the parents go and tell you to go outside. So yeah. you can... Or vice versa. You spend the day out in the woods and then you come in, get showered up. And then after dinner, you uh, have some ice cream and play Hyperstone. Earned your right. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oh, good days. Good days. No wonder I, oh, dude, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I just like laid around and played games the whole Christmas break. It was wonderful. No wonder I enjoyed it so much. I don't get to do that shit anymore. <laughs> it's called retirement around here. <laughs> <laughs> I got 20 years on the nods. It's wholesome as hell. I'm going to be playing uh, Mario Kart 8 with the little guy before I know it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm a little clock in chat says, you say that as if my soul still isn't legally owned and operated by the Pokemon franchise. I haven't stuck with a Pokemon game post the originals. No, I, well, I, yeah, my biggest uh, venture into Pokemon was Pokemon Unite when that came out. Mm, I played it. My, I, I played a ton of the mobile game when it came out, like everyone, uh, which I, why can't I think of the name? Pokemon go go you idiot yeah. Garrett. Um, played a decent amount of X and Y, but never beat it. And that's kind of it. I just replay every, every five years. I go back and replay the original Bellsprout Tower, man. I Pokemon lost its way. Bellsprout Tower. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was silver or something like that, but do a ghost Pokemon tower. Sure. Interesting. Cool. Dead Pokemon. Mm. They made an entire tower of that size of Bellsprout. Bellsprout Tower. You fought nothing but Bellsprouts the entire oh, time. Bellsprouts are lame. It was super lame. It was mega lame. I like grass Pokemon and Bellsprouts are lame. Didn't go anywhere near Pokemon since then. No thanks. No and thanks. lost the way. All right. We're going to end on a, on a short and sweet one. 
because we're we're still in winter. Echo okay. wants to know, have you ever eaten snow? I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> I feel like it is too. Like to but, figure out how diseased we are. <laughs> but seeing as I grew up in Florida, I think it's a, a it's a, a an honest question. Uh, and the yeah. answer is no, I haven't. I have never eaten snow. I've eaten lots of snow. Up there on the mountain. I do a lot of skiing when I was younger. You'd uh you get up to the very top, you know, you're isolated all by yourself after riding about a half hour of chairlifts, and you get a little thirsty. So you plunge your you plunge your stick, you, you push your sticks, and it has that little catch on it so it doesn't go too deep in the snow, and that thing comes right up with a big honking pile of you know of snow on it, like a like some sort of sideways popsicle, and you just kind of eat it like corn. <laughs> I have only seen what I would consider real snow once, and it wasn't until I was in my 20s. Uh, it snowed in Florida before I had long-term memory. It's actually one of my earliest memories, because I went outside, looked straight up, and one went in my eye, and it burned. What? I don't know. It was super cold, and it hit my eyeball. Oh, oh, sure, sure. Okay, I thought you meant like his like, disease, like no, like snow it, or something. Like one of my earliest memories is the freak snowstorm in early Florida years. Hmm. Um, but it melted by the time it hit the, the ground. We didn't have any standing snow. And then we used to go to the Appalachians, like in Tennessee, North Carolina, when I was a kid. And we saw frozen snow there or frozen rain there once. And we made the worst looking snowman you've ever seen. I didn't see proper fluffy snow uh, until I think it was the last Nertacular. So we went to Utah and they had it at the ski resort up there, but it was summer. But we went up to the peak and there was still like a proper right, like yeah. eight inches of snow on the ground. And it like actually crunched when you stepped on it. And Katie pelted me with a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> it actually went right in my hoodie pocket and just doused my iPhone. Man, do you remember those weird uh, early Internet? It was like if, if the earth was three feet close to the sun, we'd all explode. Like, what do you think a mountain is? That was, that was so dumb. <laughs> Literally snow up on a mountain and people think they're going to die on a ladder. Turns out there's a ozone, despite our best efforts. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. It does work. I, 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 yeah, I have melted snow. It's hideous. It's very dirty. You shouldn't eat snow, but um, and no matter how high you got on the mountains, snow still grows. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool experience, man. Because we went up in Chuck Taylors and hoodies. And it's, it was perfectly fine. It wasn't like horribly freezing. I wasn't horribly cold as a Florida boy who gets cold easy. And you're just standing in snow. And it was one of the most beautiful views I've ever seen in my life. And we're just like playing in the snow. And then we get back on the, 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 what would you call it? It's a chairlift. Well, it's, it's it was a completely closed one. It's a completely a, check- a dirigible. Yes, it was an airship <laughs> yes. attached to a cable. But you go um, inside. Check, check, check the mid-show break. <laughs> what are you, what are you <laughs> Kyle hates airships. Everybody is what you need to know. What is it called when it's completely enclosed? Uh, gondola. Ah, there you go. Cable car. Cable car. Thank you, Luke. We got the cable car went back down. Uh, lovely, like uh, 89 degrees <laughs> at the lower summit. Nice. So mountains will do that. It was a good, it was a good time. It was a good time. Scott Johnson, please do another nerdtacular. I would love a excuse to see my friends and hang out in Utah. You see, have you ever skateboarded? Wait, what would you prefer? If I had to tell you to do a trick, would you do a skateboard or rollerblades? <laughs> uh, neither. <laughs> I was not. But you have a, to. Uh, uh, I can't do it. I know I can't do a trick on either. I like, I know I can't. 
I know okay. I could if at I, least competently rollerblade. I'm not sure I could competently skateboard. Okay, so if, if I put you in a chair and you're riding one of these and I pushed you out of the chair, which one would you stay standing on? Oh, I could I could stand on a skateboard. Okay, okay. Just, just seeing if you're a snowboarder or a skier. Oh, gotcha. I'm more interested in snowboarding because I played so uh, many snowboarding games growing up. Ah, uh, the, the warts of the mountain, the snowboarders. The warts. <laughs> yeah, dude, because they just sit anywhere. They, 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 you have the power. You just like you can just pop a squad anywhere you want. So oh, in the middle of the I thought I thought it was something about their their character. You're just saying they're literally are just peppered on. Yeah, the they're just, just like down the hill. You're like dodging them on your skis. There was entire uh, ski areas dedicated to no snowboards. Uh, mm. House was a no snowboards allowed. Get that riffraff out of here type. Hey, uh, gearboxers, would you all be interested in Garrett teach or Kyle teaches Garrett how to <laughs> snow sport? <laughs> slice of life by the way not going on a snowmobile uh, uh not going on a snowmobile no no uh, and, and we'd, we'd be wearing helmets for uh skiing for sure yeah the snow is not that soft mm. stream anything dog i'll watch it thanks luke <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it pre pull it yuppers yes 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 okay we need to we should we should we should we should budget that out see it's like snowboarding what, how much would that actually cost us to do Snowboarding is really fun though, and it's um, it's I think it's easier to learn than skiing. Uh, I think the, you, like, the concept graduate. of like leaning left or right with my body into a turn like makes sense in my head. Uh, having sticks and my legs being able to get further apart scares me. Like that seems like a mess mm. in my head. Skiing look looks like a mess to me. I mean, if I were to teach you to ski, I'd get you poleless trick blades. So you can like they're they're much much shorter. We're talking like maybe three feet long, four feet maximum. Oh, okay. oh, I didn't know you were a, a snow connoisseur. Oh yeah, well, I did. A, I did ski racing when I was younger. I did mm. did the whole like punch the the banner out of your way. Dude, we have options too. Because if you come to me, we have we have the Appalachians. If I go to you, we have the Rockies. Mm, well, you're the Rocky purist. Well, you the Rockies if, if available. Oh, available. whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> my first time. <laughs> I'm not writing those ancient excuses for hills. <laughs> we got a volcano here. It kind of sucks. I think, I think hood is mostly melted these days. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> I don't think hood's worth doing anymore. I love that. I grew up with the Apple. I love the Appalachians. It's like when I think of mountains, that's what I think of. Them. That's what I think of. Freaking love them. But we always would avoid the snow because you drive up and it's like, it's more just to go outdoors and enjoy a change of elevation for a change for us, us flat Floridian folk. Yeah. Oh, it's it is beautiful. Like you got the fall up there. Oh, it's, just, it's a different beauty. There's sure. nothing like a, a, like a mountain river, man. Ah, uh, mm. uh, mm. uh. all right. Well, we need to end this. Cause now I just, I'm just getting wanderlust. So before we uh, commit to doing expensive videos that no one will watch, we should, <laughs> <laughs> we should probably bring this podcast to a close. There's a time and a place, but yes. There's some chill music to bring Ooh. us back in. Because we got a lot of people like today. One. I like this one. Yeah. Want to give a big shout out to our badass patrons for supporting us on Patreon. If you want to support what Kyle and I are doing, be it the videos, the streams, the podcasts, or all of the above, check out supportourbromance.com. It will take you directly to our Patreon page. And... We're going to do it. We're going to thank everyone by name that signed up between last episode and this episode because for the past, however long Patreon's been out, we, you and I have been doing stuff together since 2010, but Patreon hasn't been around that long. 2014 is when we gotcha. launched. So since 2014, every December, we would watch as our Patreon numbers would decline. 
this is the first year ever where we have more patrons in January than we started leaving December. Uh, and it means the world to yeah, us. Man. And so we're going to thank each and every one of our new patrons by name. And there's a lot of them. So let's, without further ado, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Libram. Thank you, Samuel I. R. Poplar Monster. Oh, thanks, Poplar Monster. Matthew S., appreciate it. Reed Worm by Wildbro. Wildbo? Wildbow? Yeah, Wildbow. I, th- I think that's a book endorsement. I, uh, yeah. I looked it up. It looked like it wasn't uh, hey. something problematic. No, it, it's actually like a really well-regarded like fantasy dialogue. People are digging it. <laughs> <laughs> Nindri Fierce, thank you for the support. Cornelius KL, thank you. Appreciate the support, Jin K. Krista W., much appreciated. AJSWB1986, if that is your real name. And your real year. <laughs> C. Remu. C. Remu. Thank you so much. Christian F. Appreciate it. Mirix 6. Teddy S. Oliver H. Just me. Just that's, me? That's what they wrote. It's not me, Garrett. It's someone else that wrote just me. Infinity. That's how I would pronounce that. Infinity. Infinity. <laughs> yeah. Infinity. Yeah, they, 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 I like it. We're pronouncing it how they wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Jasper C. Appreciate it, Jasper. Gamer Dad. Good to have you here. <laughs> the dad of all gamers. Thanks, Gamer Dad. And thanks to Gene S. Justin G. Much appreciated. Eva M. Thanks a lot. And Bob Def. Got all points in defense. Well done, Bob. Is, is that is that what that is? Is that what that? Yeah, Jeff usually stands for defense. Bob yeah. defense. Okay. It's, it's right. rather it's a rather nebulous stat. You don't really know what it means. Thanks you know, for, it's not quite. Thanks for the defense, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a very special level of patience we take each and every episode. Those are our wonderful legendary level backers. Thank you to Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Wayra E, Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an E A B. Thank you all so much for your support. If you want to become a legendary level backer or any level backer, check out supportourbromance.com. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Grinding Gear Podcast. Follow Kyle at Kyle Ferguson. Follow me at Garrett Art. This is on Twitter, by the way. And follow our joint account at Garrett and Kyle. Other than that, everything we do can be found over at youtube.com slash TV. That is our YouTube channel where we stream this podcast. We stream our Final Fantasy XIV playthrough, and we upload our videos every Wednesday morning. New videos every Wednesday morning, including next Wednesday morning, yes. where our YouTube break comes to a complete and proper end, and we're back from the holidays. So, that'll do it. See you for tonight's stream, but until next time, GG. Take care.